Look, from the Pacific Ocean, we are live. You ready to kick this thing off? I am. Let's do it. It's time for another episode of the Daily K Podcast on KTTV.com with your host, Kendrick Thomas. Bridging the gap between the school and community, here's KT. What do you do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's episode, coming live from the ocean, I have educator, um, man, what, what, what is a communication fellow? Science communication fellow. All that, Miss Brandy Jones in the house. How you doing tonight, Miss Jones? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm a little tired, but I'm yeah. doing good. So you say tired? Yeah. Look, I am looking forward to talking about what's going on tonight. Um, because, man, all I see is the pictures, but I see you and I see smiles, and then I just see a lot of water. You know, and so uh, as a non-swimmer. I am very interested to see how you living out here for weeks. <laughs> for weeks, absolutely. Um, I left a leaf yeah. on March 9th, and I will return to a leaf on April the seventh. So I have a little bit more time out here at yeah. sea. I'm in the Central Pacific Ocean, surrounded by beautiful blue water. Mm. And on a huge ship that's like 68 meters in length and about 37 people on deck. So mm. it has been um, a phenomenal experience. So before we jump into that, um, I just want to check in because it's Wednesday. We're doing a wellness Wednesday. Uh, so how have you been since you left and how you been doing during the trip mentally, emotionally? That's a good question. Um one thing, a lot of people around me get seasick, but I went to see my physician and I got a patch, so I don't have to worry about getting seasick. Yeah. Um, but to keep my spirits intact, I have a playlist that I prepare very well before okay. I came out. I hey. do pray. And, you know, one of the most beautiful things that I have the, the privilege of doing every day is I go outside on deck, I stare at the ocean, I take deep breaths in, and I get a chance to see some of the most beautiful sunrises, and I get to see some of the most beautiful sunsets. Um, that's what I look forward to the most when I came out here, is just taking in that that beauty. There's no buildings and trees, there's no pollution blocking my view, it's just all beautiful water. Nice. Um, and so I take that in to just meditate, you know, and take advantage of the opportunity to just really be at peace and just really take in this moment because it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And, so, and being out there, yeah. um, like you say, that man, that is awesome. Just just the sound of, of that uh, experience of what you're taking in. But, you know, taking it yeah. back to just really all of this is in the name of science, right? Yeah, or in the name of STEM. Hey, there we or go. Thank you. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so give us a little bit about your background uh, and even what got you to uh, being your second time on sea like this. Okay. Um, so I've been in education for 15 years and I got my degree in science and then um, got certified to teach. So I always loved to teach science. That was my favorite part when I was in the classroom. And um, then I had, I had an opportunity to 
teach STEM for the summer. And um, my principal loved it. She thought she said, hey, what do you think about being a science and technology specialist? And I'm like, you know what? I do love science. Why not? So I took that. And along with that role on my campus, I'm responsible for science and technology. And so one thing I've always done was just fuse both of those and not compartmentalize them. And having the role as a STEM coordinator as well on my campus, I'm always synthesizing and trying to find ways to really leverage both of them and um, bring excitement with STEM to the people on my campus. So um, after 10 years in the classroom, I became a specialist and was responsible for all things STEM. And I'm always looking for new trends, uh, things that will really inspire the kids and get them future ready. I'm a mom of boys. I have three boys and um, I'm all in with my boys and whatever I expose my children to. I think, hey, this is good stuff for all children. Yeah. So um, knowing that STEM is something that the kids gravitate to, I'm always looking for trends. So. One year, I went to the district's uh, conference, and it was a STEM conference, and um, a lady by the name of Samika Leeson, she was like, hey, Brady, you should uh, check out this session on ocean exploration. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then um, the session was wonderful. They gave a real good presentation, told us that they bring educators on a ship to witness real live ocean exploration. They pay for everything. And I was like, why not? Let me just apply and see what happens. So yeah. I applied and I, I got it. Come on. So the first time I went in 2019, it was a phenomenal experience. I learned a lot. I was a little shy and hesitant to really step out there and really bring it out to the community. But the second time um, coming out, it, uh, oh God, it's, it's just been a wonderful yeah. experience um, here. So what I do now is I am over communication. So if you see behind me, there's lots of people in a control room. I'm sitting in the, with a group. I have, they call it a watch. So I'm surrounded by ROV pilots, video engineers, scientists, um, interns, data loggers, all of these people in here are a part of a whole mission to explore the deep sea ocean um, on things that have never been explored before. And so what these robots do is they scan the seafloor and um, we're looking just looking for things. They're classifying. That's the science behind it. You know, yeah. they get a chance to classify. We collect samples, come on board. I get to witness all of that. Um, and what I'm doing, yeah, that's yeah. I, that's how I got here. Just pretty that's, much being open to opportunities, yeah. not afraid to take risks. Because first time it was a risk, like you know, to leave home, um, leave my day to day life to yeah. just go and be in the middle of the ocean was risky. Mm -hmm. But the first time I came out, it was the taking a risk was the best thing I could have ever yeah. done, and it felt real good, mm -hmm. you know, to get out my community and see how how life could be from in, in different aspects. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so besides the um, so you think about that first time you're taking that risk, you're putting yourself out there. I mean, scared. Right now, coming back for it the second time, kind of knowing what to expect. What has been the most visible difference to you uh, in, in comparison with those two times? Um, this time I got a chance to get to know 
the people um, on my watch team. And um, one of the things that I really, it's the interns. I sit here and watch for every role on the ship. Um, the organization that sponsors this, uh, they provide internships for college students. And I'm talking to college students who simply came out here just to get a sample of something that supports their thesis and their study. And these organizations sponsor everything. And I'm like, wow, how wonderful it would have been if I would have known something about that. Or this is something that the, the kids where I'm from need to know. Like, um, you need to know what science can take you. You know, I, don't, I, I really want them to see. I want it firsthand. I like to walk, you know, be what I talk about. So if I want students to take risks, want students and teachers to have hands-on experiences, I really want to take it to the extreme and say, hey, like, this is really what you can do, and this is how you get here. Because on the ship, they have really good systems in place, and the, the fact that they have internships and provide opportunities for the youth is phenomenal. And I just want to make sure I'm taking notes, I'm interviewing people, and I'm just ready to spread the word, Yeah, ready That's to share it. Now, learning a little bit more uh, about the company as we kind of look at that background. So talk to us about uh, what Nautilus? Say it again, you broke what, up. Uh, the company, the Nautilus EV? Yeah, Exploration. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the name of the ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. And, and so now, but um, who, yeah, I was going to say who, like talk to us a little bit about the people that brought you there. Um, I think Sitgo, so Ocean Exploration Trust. So I don't know if you know, uh, his name is Dr. Ballard. He is the person who found the Titanic. Mm -hmm. So he paid for this trip and he has right. all of these different sponsors that come in to fund all of these different ex expeditions. So they have about um, a whole expedition season. And they have uh, NOAA, that's the National Oceanic As uh, Atmospheric Administration. They have all these different science groups that come and they fund to bring people out on the ship. And um, I lost my thought there. Yeah, look, I was just asking like uh, about the people. But yeah, but yeah. Yeah, so they have sponsors. They have people that pay to help make sure that they can hire and bring people on. I mean, they yeah. have uh, the people who are over the technology on the ship. They have to hire a bunch of engineers. They have to hire people to work on the ship day and night. Mm -hmm. They have a chef on board. Come they on get now. actual science. I mean, if there's a role for literally yeah. everything on this ship, it's, it's a cool operation. Let's see here. Uh, Ms. Material said, proud of you, Brandy, bringing those STEM experiences to our kiddos. <laughs> Hashtag. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so how many people, like how, how many people on the crew told you? There's a total of 37 people out here. Come on, man. 37. Ooh, for weeks. Yeah. Like we got a bonus. We got it. We really, it's, it's us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is it, man. So I guess what I'll do is I want to take a quick word from my sponsor. Um, and then when we get back, I want to talk specifically about uh, what got you out this second time uh, and what are you doing that may be different. But also uh, one big piece about that is how do we bring this information back and give it to our teachers, give it to our students uh, and just really, like you say, be ready to springboard this thing out. So 
what we'll do is do that and then we'll come right back. It shouldn't be hard for families to get the best education for their kids. Nor should schools struggle to take care of their families. If a school uses the right systems, it can be easy to take care of families and keep your energy focused on your students. A school's relationship with the new family starts as soon as they apply. Why not give them your best from the very beginning? Align partners with schools to make sure that each family has the best experience applying, managing finances, and staying involved in their child's education. Align gives school administrators what they need to take care of their families, manage growth, communicate efficiently, and get paid on time. Learn more at AlignMySchool.com. Man, shout out to Chris over at Line My School. Like, you think about places like Power School, right? And where they got started from. And so this guy is creating his own Power School, right? So that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so now back to Miss Jones. So now you're back on the ocean again. Is there a different mission than the first one? And if so, um, how are they different? Um, you said uh, you broke up a little bit, but um, how was the mission for coming out here different from the first time? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Um, well, now, so at my campus, we um, I, we have a STEM academy, and so as a STEM coordinator, I'm always looking for real world applications to bring to the kids to make um science come more alive because every time we do project-based learning the kids love it they're always um, excited about it and so um, we have one in the fall and another one in the spring so this year um, I decided to do one of the things that we have we're doing is on organisms and environments and because I've already been a science communication fellow I thought what better way than to do a PBL and go out at sea to make a, a really great connection to it all and and go out and connect the students to real scientists that um, actually do what their project is all about. So um, that what I wanted to do this time was one, um, bring that video conference in. So uh, a part of being a science communication fellow with Ocean Exploration Trust is you have to do ship to shore interactions. So I've reached out to the science team and Ailey 5 d and I've been having ship to shore interactions with schools all across the world. Yeah. And um, I've made sure to connect with a lot of our Ailey classes. Um, and in addition, of course, making sure I cover my home campus, making sure that I can show these kids real exploration, real sharks real corals re just letting them see real life um footage of how people conduct an expedition but this is stem happening all at once like um when we do pbls we're always looking for media kids take pictures and videos and then they have to do presentations and we're real big on using using those 21st century skills mm -hmm. and everything that we do here on the ship is utilizing real 21st century skills, like things break, things don't work the, the first time, using that engineering design process, um, 
seeing how people really do problem solve under these conditions and, and making those connections. I think back to uh, old school, like just, just picture yourself in your elementary class and they rolling in their TV and saying, we're going to talk to some people that's on the ocean, right? I, I don't know how they do that back in the day. Maybe it'll have to be a video. But, like, you are those people who, you know, we were always eager to see, like, for science or, or like, almost like talking like an astronaut or something, right? So as you do that, I mean, how does that feel um, to just be able to represent yourself, represent the district, but also represent, like, young ladies in STEAM? It feels wonderful. Um, I feel blessed. I really do feel blessed. And I know that uh, representation matters. You know, when I was young, I didn't see young black girls like myself in doing what I love to do. You know, I thought, man, that's really cool. But I'm a young black girl. Probably never happened. And, you know, that's that's a crazy mindset to have. But I made a decision to to be the one to stand in the gap and say, you know what? you can do this, you know, I've, this is what I'm able to do. And so can you, you can take it even further. Um, but I really do believe that representation matters and showing that girls too can be in STEM. Um, you can be in communications and help facilitate conversations. And um, it, it, it you, the, the sky's the limit. I, I don't want uh, our students to feel limited and, and to think that we have barriers. Sometimes I feel like we put barriers on ourselves. So I want to remove a few of those barriers yeah. and show them, hey, this is what you can do and let me plant the seed and show you how it can be done. That's it. That's it. So now how are you living in that thing? Like what? I know you say y'all got a shelf on board. So what's the are you, is your, are you comfortable? How's it like? How's the day to day just experience? Uh, um. So how's the day-to-day -day operations? So yeah, well, with you as far as like your comfortableness, your sleeping, the whole piece. Oh yeah. So first of all, um, I in order to come out here, I had to uh, quarantine in a hotel room for three days, and I wasn't able to leave. And then they gave us three COVID tests to make sure nobody had COVID on the ship, and I really respected that because yeah. nobody wants to be stuck on the ship for about a month with somebody who has COVID. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, um, you have a, it's a bunk. So it's pretty much having bunk beds. So I share a room with a scientist on board who is from Honolulu, Hawaii. And um, it's, you know, I'm not, it's, it's not as comfortable as being at home, you yeah. know, so, and I am making a, a small sacrifice, <laughs> but it, it's a bunk. You have uh, two yeah. bunk beds, you have a bathroom, um, they are real big on recycling. Uh, so everybody has a cup that's labeled. Um, we eat three meals a day. There's a chef on board that makes breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, so my role is, as a science communication fellow, uh, there's a website. And what they do is they bring the, the world into to view what you see happening behind me. And they are allowed to ask questions. So I'm the person who reads the live question feed. And um, I address the questions to the people who are in the control room and they call it the science party line. And on the science party line, everybody has their headset and, and their switches in the room. I mean, it's really cool. I'm, I'm using a lot of technology with switches, communicating yeah. with people, saying, hey, this is um, 
KT coming from, to you from Houston, Texas, wanting to know um, a little bit more about your ROVs. And then some one of the ROV pilots will chime in and give them the information. Yeah. And so I do that eight hours out the day. Mm-hmm. Now, in between them those days, uh, that's where I do the ship to shore interactions where I talk to different uh, classrooms all over the world. And that's what I'm doing right here in the studio. Yeah. And then within uh, the rest of the time, I'm just trying to get enough sleep because I, I don't get a lot of sleep because it's a rigid schedule. So you got eight hours to be in the control room. And I have been having like five ship to shore, ship to shore interactions a day. And so um, in between that time, I'm responsible for creating content uh, for the website. So when we are in the control room, we're getting highlights of the, the creatures that we're seeing in the ocean. And so we do highlights. So I have to pull those highlights, sort through them, and build a, a gallery or a album that they're going to post on the website. Mm-hmm. So it's a working, you know, I am out here doing work. Work, work. But it's, um, it's fun work, you know. Yeah. It's, it's work I feel privileged to have. Yes, yes, yeah. Because, um, like you said, so y'all dive. And then robots, or, or y'all just on the water, robots going down to the bottom, and but cameraed up. So y'all looking at them dive, y'all looking at everything that's happening. Uh, so what has been one of the coolest, uh, and if you would like to explain more about what the robots do when they get there, that would be cool. But like, what are some of the cool things you see uh, getting to the bottom of the ocean? Man, you know, really the coolest thing that I, I think I'm so amazed at some of the women on this ship, like things that you would think men, you know, stereotypical things. But some of these women are are handling this technology and putting them into the ocean. Like um, I can show you here, like this is a deck. So this is the outside of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And there are women handling these all of this technology here, mm-hmm. you know, Um to me, it's just amazing seeing what they can actually do and then listen to them telling me how they got here. Like, I love listening to them explain how they got here, the misconceptions they had and um, their stories, man. I just, yeah. wow. they blow me away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why, um, you know, you think about being in that bunk, uh, but but in there with a scientist who, you know, get a chance to. You know, really just talk it out and you get to pick our brain, vice versa, you know, because education is a science. It got to be a science to that. (laughs) And another thing, I guess, like um, they have a navigator that, you know, in in schools and elementary social studies tends to be that that subject that gets put on a back burner. And it's eye opening to me that that we have to change that um, because. I couldn't be out here on this ship if no one knew how to work a map and look at different technology to, mm-hmm. to get from one place to another. And um, it, I think that that skill is so important. And um, it makes me want to go back to school and become a geologist. Like, yeah. their role is phenomenal. It's amazing. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah that, if I could do it all be... over again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was gonna be the next question. Like, why is this so important? Uh, you know, you think about um, almost that gap in between races of just being prepared for steam jobs going forward. You know, just being competitive. Uh, so, why is a program uh, like what you're going through so important 
uh, for districts like ours? It's, um, it helps people to see why technology is important and, and the importance of using it effectively. Uh, so it's not just about teaching students how to make a PowerPoint, you know, it's okay for kids to create podcasts, um, to do storytelling in an innovative way. Innovation is so, so, so important. And stepping out of the box and doing things differently, I think is a very, very important. Um, looking at science, how it, it, I'm just making so many different connections to what I already do in my profession and looking at different angles I could take on how it can be better executed. Yeah. Um, is one of the things that I really, really, those takeaways. Mm -hmm. So yeah. will you kind of do like a training or so? Like, are you gathering information to be able to come back and kind of do trainings on how um, teachers can implement this uh, on campuses? Mm -hmm. So um, one, another thing that I, I have to do as a science communication fellow is a deliverable. And a deliverable is, you know, after this whole experience, what am I going to do to come back to the community and present that information? So um, but one of the things I did, like in 2019, I did STEM nights where um, I would go, like I went to Miller Intermediate and um, I was a uh, part of their event where I gave information about Nautilus and the whole expedition and gave resources um, for my campus. Once again, doing more STEM nights. Um, and being willing to talk to whoever want to hear, you know, how it's going and, and how they can get there. Um, but for the most part, it's all about deliverables. Like right now, I'm in a process of just interviewing people on the ship and um, thinking about how I'm going to compile that together for an, an innovative storytelling type thing. Mm, nice. But um, it's going to go live soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, look, you know, we'll be waiting. Um, now, if they call. And they said, Miss Jones, we need you out here on the knowledge full time. Would you do? It? <laughs> you know what? They, I'm a mom, you yeah. know, a mom of three boys, and okay. being away from, from them for yeah. three weeks has been a little hard for me. Yeah. But um, doing this, I want to, I want to teach my boys, and I want to teach other students uh, or even other people. It's okay to leave home. It's okay to be a model. For others to say, you know, it's all it's all right to take risk. It's okay to be a mom and and go away for a little while and 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 do things that fill you up, things that make you bring you joy. So I'm trying to show my kids, hey, when I want you to live out your dreams, I want you to when you want to do something, do it big, go for it, take the risk because when you take the risk, it's always worth it. Yeah. Um. So. But if they ask me to come back, yeah. it would have to be a shorter expedition. I don't know about three weeks at sea. Um, the weather, oh, we've had some rough weather out here. Yeah. The mm. waves are big. It could be a little rough. Yeah. Um, but um, I could do a week, yeah. a week and a half, but three weeks? <laughs> I can't do it. But it's it has been phenomenal. I, I want to yeah. pass the torch to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got the, it's out the it's out the bucket list. Uh, but you know, just the experience to be able to kind of bring that back. You know, you always want to be able to, like you say, pass that torch and have somebody else that can come in and bounce those experiences off each other and collaborate. So, I agree totally. 
Man, so how where can they um give us before we get out of here, give us some information on how we can find the website, uh be a part of those voyages, maybe connect with you um uh to kind of talk to you through uh what you're working the chat board. So um you were a little choppy, but did you say if people wanted to um know connect about it, you. like where would they have to go? Yeah, to uh be on the how do we get to the party line? So you go to nautiluslive.org and um, on there too, they have lots of resources, educational resources um, on nautiluslive.org. They have the internships that are available to the public and to students all around the world. In addition to that, um, they have galleries of photos, lots of footage from every previous expedition. And if anybody wanted to follow the expeditions, they have them all there on the website. And they are on every social media platform. So you can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, on all of those platforms. Mm, very nice. That's it. Well, I sure appreciate you for uh, taking some time out, giving us some background on that. We look forward to your safe return. Um, and I look forward to sharing this because... Um, Man, we, we it's all about exposure, right? And and background. Right. So so the more people that can see just this picture right here depicted of you, because it looked like some heavy stuff going on in that background back there. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, it's I just, fun, you know. It's yeah. fun. Well, look, but uh, um uh-huh. It, it's it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's hey. a lot of fun. And you get to meet a lot of wonderful people. And it's like this is their tribe. You know, sometimes when you are in a real world, it's difficult to to link up with people that and tell them what you're passionate about. Yeah. And so when we come on this ship, I'm a, I'm surrounded by by people who are passionate about the same thing, and they're happy to answer questions and they're happy to talk about it. So it, it's it's always a wonderful wonderful time, and I appreciate you for giving me this platform just to share and speak out. Um. Yeah. It's just, yeah. We in this thing. No play, no guys. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for us, y'all. This is Ke oh look, wait a minute. I'm gonna let you sign out first from Pacific Ocean. You just shout them out as you roll out this thing. Well, my uh, A Leaf family and everyone in the city of Houston, thank you so much for tuning in. I just I hope that I can inspire young black uh, children to go out take a risk and see the opportunity out there in STEM and also look into ocean exploration. And even though you might not want to be out there and do ocean exploration, it's always the skills. Sometimes it's the skills that take you to do many other things. So even if you have the skill to work a computer, if you like to build, if you like to communicate, and if you love science, there's something out there for you. And I just want to represent and show you that, hey, all things are possible, and go for it. <laughs> hey, that's it, y'all. This is KT for KTTV signing out. 100. This is Darnell with Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. KTTV. KTTV.